0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي يعملوا لعلهم يرجعون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سياتي على الناس زمانا يخير فيه الرجل بين العجز والفجور فمن ادرك منكم ذلك الزمان فليختر العجز على الفجور او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم او respected students of dean, mothers and sisters in Islam. In one hadith, Rasulullah is reported to have said, and this is a description from among the signs of Qiyamah. There were many, many signs of Qiyamah that the Prophet Sallam mentioned. They are the major signs of Qiyamah which will come very close to Qiyamad, like the sun rising from the West, that will be very close to Qiyamat. There will be the appearance of Dajjal. There will be the appearance of Yajuj and Majuj and various other major signs of Qiyamat which you would have learned, or some of you would have learned in the lessons of aqeedah And then there are numerous minor signs of Qiyamat also which Rasulullah wasallam had described in detail. There are many signs which are as clear as daylight. For example, in the very famous Hadith Sharif known as Hadith Jibreel, where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi was sitting with the Sahaba and then Hazrat Jibreel Sallallahu came in human form and he sat and asked various questions. And one of the questions he asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was that matas-sa'a? that when will Qiyamat occur? And in answer to this question, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam replied and said that Mal mas'oolu anha that the one who has been asked the question he does not have any knowledge more than the person asking the question. Any knowledge more about this issue than the person asking the question. What this meant to say was, that this question about when will Qiyamah occur, neither does the person asking know it. The person asking was Dibi Salatul And nor the one being asked knows it. Meaning Nabi Sallallahu also. Because this is something which is exclusive in the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala. In the quran sharif allah ta'ala says inna allaha indahu ilmusa'a. that allah alone knows the time of the occurrence of qiyamah when qiyamah will come this is something exclusive to the in the knowledge of allah ta'ala so this is what nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was conveying in the statement as well that mal mas'oolu anha min as-sa'il that neither do you know nor do i know any case when this was the answer given. Then Jibreel Salatu and at that time, Nabi Sallallahu was not aware that this is Jibreel Salatu was-Salam. It was only after he left the majlis and he went away, then this became apparent. So, Jibreel Salatu then asked in reply to this that, an Okay, fine. The time of Qiyamah is not known. So, inform me of the signs of Qiyamat. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on that occasion also mentioned some signs of Qiyamat. Now, this is a very, very famous Hadith Sharif in Bukhari Sharif, Muslim Sharif. You know, most of the books of Hadith, this Hadith Sharif appears. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned Antalid al-Amatu One of the signs. One of the signs that a lady will give birth to her master. antalid amatu rabbataha. A woman will give birth to her master. Now how can a woman give birth to her own master? So, there are many, many meanings to this, many explanations to this. But one explanation which the muhaddisin generally give of this, and that this is the preferred meaning of this, is that there will be a complete transformation of values and the situation will be turned upside down. What is meant to be said is that people will now, the roles will get reversed. There will be a revolution in the system and order of things. The roles will get reversed. For example, the children will take the position of the parents in the sense that They will dictate, they will command, they will decide, they will make or have the final say in things and the poor parents will just have to tag along, they will just have to accept, they will have no choice in the matter, they will just have to go along with it. So the parents will end up like in the position like the children and the children will take the position of the parents in terms of making decisions, in terms of what must happen, when it must happen, how it must happen. And if the parents don't throw the line, if they don't follow what is being now decided, then they will be put under such pressure that they will have no choice but to just throw the line. So this will become the situation. And likewise in all other situations, teachers will end up having to take the position like the students. The students will take the position of the teachers in the sense that they will demand, they will command, they will do whatever and the teachers will have to throw the line and follow. And the husband and wife, the roles will get reversed. Allah Ta'ala has appointed the husband as the ruler, nisa, The ruler not in the sense that he'll be a tyrant that he will be somebody that will command and demand. But there has to be somebody in charge in every situation. If there is a some business, then there is one person who is the executive. There is one person who is the person in charge. If there is a person, if there is a army, then there is one person who is the general. He has the final say in that. If there is a Institution, then there's a principal. If there's a ship, there's a captain. There's a plane, there's a captain. There's somebody in charge. So now, this ship of this home, and nowadays, no more ship, it's now we're going to call it maybe a plane because things just go so quick and so fast everywhere. But there has to be somebody in charge, somebody who is now the person authorized to make the final decision in things. So Allah Ta'ala has for the order of things made the husband responsible for this. But before Qiyamah, Nabi Wasallam says that this time will come and therefore the whole role will get reversed. The husband will have to just toe the line and the wife will be the one who will make the final call in everything. And if it's not accepted, there will be a big problem. So this is something that is being explained as a sign of Qiyamat, which means it's a very serious situation. And therefore we have to save ourselves from becoming signs of Qiyamat. One is to advise, to give our Mashwara, to suggest, to maybe even motivate something. But at the end of the day, there is a clear understanding that what is the manner in which Allah Ta'ala wants us to conduct ourselves. So this is the one sign of Qiyamah that Nabi S mentioned. And And then Hufatal Oratal al A This is the second sign he mentioned. That you will find people who are down and out, barefooted shepherds. They don't have sufficient clothing to wear. Catted and torn kind of clothing that is wearing. And suddenly they will just become super rich and they will start competing with one another and boasting with one another in building high-rise buildings. Not one-story and two-stories and five-stories. High-rise buildings. Somebody 30-stories and 40-stories and 50 and Allah knows best how much more. So they will start boasting with one another in building high-rise buildings. So This too is something which is so clear and so evident in many countries of the Middle East, people who are owning these huge skyscrapers, their grandfathers or maybe even their fathers, maybe some of them themselves Allah knows, were down and out. 40 years, 50 years, maybe a little bit more than that, 60, 70 years ago, they didn't have any of these things. They were down and out. Suddenly the oil wealth came, suddenly other things happened. And overnight these people became super rich. So these were the two signs of Qiyamah Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned in this particular hadith. Now all these signs are glaring at us (coughs) and what is this meant to bring to our hearts and minds that this is not a time to be very very casual to take things lightly to say well everything will carry on life should carry on Don't become too serious about things. Indeed, Allah has allowed us to have our time to relax, our time to be, to comfort ourselves, etc. But, when Qiyamah is approaching, when the signs of Qiyamah are glaring, then there has to be a heightened degree of awareness, there has to be extra caution and precautions, we cannot just take things for granted. Now we need to become very alert, to be very conscious, so that we don't get carried away by the floodwaters of the signs that are already glaring at us, the floodwaters of all the fitnas, and before we know it, we've gone far away from the way of the Quran and Sunnah. So among these signs of Qiyamah is the Hadith Sharif that was recited at the beginning where Nabi Salasam says he addressed the Sahaba and said to them سَيَأْتِيَ عَلَى النَّاسِ Zamanun." A time will come upon people. For the Sahaba Ikram this might have been a very difficult thing to fathom that such a time will come because there was such a wonderful era it was such a golden time and everybody was so focused on the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, But Nabi sallallahu said to them that a time will come, and this will be in the latter times, we are passing through those times. That a time will come where yukhayyaru fihi ar-rajulu bain al-ajzi wal-fujur. That a person will be given a choice. He will have a choice. What will be the choice? Bain al-ajzi wal-fujur that either he be regarded as a fool, meaning among people, be regarded as a stupid person, be regarded as outdated, be regarded as somebody who is, he doesn't have any idea of how the world is functioning, what's going on in the world. So either he will be having to choose this, the person will have to accept that I will be called all these names, I will be regarded as backward, I will be regarded as outdated. I will be regarded as old-fashioned. I will be regarded as foolish by the people. Or otherwise, the other choice will be al-fujur. Otherwise, he must get involved in evil and sin. So now this will be the choice. Either the person gets involved in evil and sin, or the person accepts to be regarded as outdated, old-fashioned, to be regarded as backward, be regarded as somebody who doesn't have any understanding of what this world is all about because this person seems to be living in another era, living in a old times. So now, when a person is faced with this situation, where he will have to make a choice, so now Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, out of his kindness and compassion, out of his shafqat, and what shafqat he had for the Ummad, we cannot imagine an iota. We cannot fathom to what extent was his shafqat. We cannot imagine that what Allah Taala had placed in his heart in terms of this compassion for the In The Quran, Sharif Allah Taala explains it: Harisun ma that uh, Nabi Sallallahu is that Nabi of Allah Taala, Harisun ala al-mu'minin. That he has this extreme desire for the best for the believers. That they must have the best. But now, what is the best? When we talk about having the best, so our mind runs generally to the best of material comforts and possessions. That when you talk about the best, then this is the best. That the best must be, I must be able to live it up to the best in all the comforts and luxuries, I must drive the best, I must live in the best mansion, I must have the best luxuries and comforts, I must eat the best food, and I must be able to wear the best clothing, fashionable clothing, and if I got this, then I'm the best. Whereas Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he knows what's best for his ummah. When he came to his own family, he made dua for them. What dua he made for them? Allah forbid, Allah forbid. We might regard such a thing as a negative dua. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made dua, Allahumma j'al rizqa ali Muhammadin Quta. Ya Allah gives so much rizq to the family of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which just barely suffices for them. It just keeps them going. Now Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is making this dua for his family. That my near and dear ones, I want the best for them. Now this is not for, everybody can't uh, digest this, handle it. So, It's not the dua for everybody to make. But Nabi Islam made this dua for his family. That Ya Allah, the family of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, just give them what is barely sufficient for them. Don't give them anything in excess. Subhanallah, can we imagine such a dua? This was the dua he made. So now he knew what is best. And he wanted to save them from ever getting caught up in anything of the excesses of dunya. So he made this dua for them. So in any case, when we talk about the best, our mind runs only in this direction. Whereas the best is the person who has lived his life in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, lived his life in the way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, person who get this in this dunya and then he gets the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala then takes him to Jannah directly and is saved from the trials and tribulations of Akhirat Then this is the best. This person has got the best of both worlds. And then together with that Allah Ta'ala blesses him with some Naamats of dunya also, nur ala nur. Then that is something, an additional thing. But this is the fundamental aspect. The main thing of the best is that He has been blessed with the obedience of Allah Ta'ala and he has been blessed with the way of life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam out of his kindness, out of his compassion, he is giving us direction. He is giving us some kind of direction. That look, a time will come when you will be faced with this challenge, when you will be faced with these kind of choices. That what do you want to choose? You want to choose to be... Doesn't matter... If people are calling you outdated, people are calling you old-fashioned, doesn't matter, you're prepared to accept that, but you're not prepared to do something that is evil, that is sinful, that is shameless, that is wrong, that is sinful. You're not prepared to do that. So Nabi Wasallam is giving this guidance and is saying that فَمَنْ أَدْرَكَ مِنْكُمْ ذَٰلِكَ الزَّمَانِ That whoever reaches that time, that when such a time comes and if he is around Whoever is around at that time Then Then look Just stay, stay far away from that evil From that shamelessness From that wrong, from the sin Rather be called backward Who is saying this? Nabi Salasum is saying Rather be regarded as a fool among the people People regarding you as a fool Doesn't make you a fool What is The reality is what Allah In the court of Allah what you are if a person is a noble person in the court of Allah Ta'ala, then the whole world can regard him as a fool that doesn't make him a fool. But if he is regarded as a foolish person in the court of Allah Ta'ala, then the whole world can say that he is up to date. What is going to benefit him? People's impressions will just are as meek as the minute. One minute passes and they forgot about it. They gone. They said something and they are over. They just say things to just thrill somebody Make the person feel nice for a second or two and then over. Everything is gone. What it benefits anyone. So the thing is to Nabi Islam is saying rather be regarded as backward. Rather be regarded like a fool. But don't do the wrong thing. Don't do the shameless things. Now, there are many many situations where this plays out. Many situations where this plays out. One of the most glaring situations where this plays out is in the choice of how a person dresses. That's a choice. How a person dresses in this time and in this age, this is, the mana. This is something we have discussed dozens of times and Inshallah we will keep discussing it as long as Allah ta'ala gives tawfiq we will keep discussing it many more dozens of times. That this is the thing that has become the very glaring thing where this choice comes now. What does a person choose? What does a person do? Does he choose to be regarded as an old-fashioned person? Or does he choose to become the close servant of Allah Ta'ala? So now a person who is conscious of Allah Ta'ala, a person who is conscious of Akhirat, that person won't weigh all these shameless garments, tight-footing clothing, western fashion. Now, because everybody is wearing something, I need to do the same thing. I need to dress in that manner. I need to be also in the jeans and t-shirts. Or, even if it's a cloak, then I need to have a very fancy, tight-footing cloak. Then the whole purpose is defeated. So, this is something to be very wary about. And to always bring this Hadith Sharif to mind. But now, it's obvious that if somebody is going to be accepting to be regarded as a fool in dunya, somebody is going to accept to be regarded as backward in dunya because they accepted the advice of Rasulullah wasallam Nabi ﷺ is saying, when you are faced with this choice, either be getting involved in shamelessness, getting involved in evil, getting involved in sin, Getting involved in being caught in, in all other kinds of vices Or being sh- just chased away by your friends This person now she is somebody else, let her go This person is an old fashioned person This person is backward Now when you have all these situations Then the person says Now I am going to follow the advice of Rasulullah And my Nabi Sallallahu said Rather be somebody who is regarded as a fool by people But don't do the wrong So another person accepted that advice The person practiced on that advice So what is going to be the end result of this? Who is going to be close to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the day of Qiyamat? Those who followed his advice Those who accepted what he said And in dunya they had to tolerate They had to bear They had to patiently bear the comments of people But they said fine, doesn't matter I am not going to follow the fashion. What people do, I must do. If the fashion goes in one direction, everybody just like sheep goes in that direction. If the fashion says, no, today now from now on, high heels are in style. So now whether it breaks somebody's leg or not, they must wear the high heel. And then six months later, they say now it's all flat. So everybody goes flat. And if the next something else will come out, we just flow with that fashion. Whatever the fashion dictates, we become slaves of fashion. We become slaves of whatever the things that As people, whatever it's being commanded and demanded by the West In their ways, we just got to keep flowing with it So Nabi last is saying, don't let this happen Rather, you become somebody Who is going to be very very firm on Deen Who is going to remain steadfast on Deen And is not going to get caught up in all these sidelines In this way you will find That this life of dunya will also pass Very carefully, very well it will pass with Afiat, it will pass without getting caught up in the traps of nafs and shaitan and we will find the everlasting Jannat waiting for us. And on the day of Qiyamah, imagine that honor on the day of Qiyamah, when we are being blessed with the water of Kousar from the Mubarak hand of Rasulullah wasallam, and being blessed with his happiness, being blessed with his company in Jannat, subhanallah, what can be said? and his shafaat and intercession on the day of Qiyamad, that this was my Ummati, that she did not get involved in the wrong, in the wearing of the wrong garments, in the doing of those wrong actions, though her friends now were criticizing her, her friends were calling her names, somebody was saying she's old-fashioned, somebody was saying something else, but she didn't worry about all that, she wanted to do what I said, So today, Nabi S.A.W. will say, I am now going to intercede on this, on behalf of this ummati of mine. SubhanAllah, what an honor that would be. And that is what we are going to be desperately in need of. That we gain the shafaat and the intercession of Rasulullah So this is what we need to look at. This is what we need to focus on. Don't worry about the comments of people. Don't worry about what people are saying. Don't worry about how this fashion is just flooding and just washing away everyone. We worry about what has been taught to us by Rasulullah What is the way that the Sahabiyat conducted themselves What kind of clothes they used to be wearing That loose garments That keep the whole body covered well It doesn't allow the shape of the body also to be discerned That is the direction we need to go in And that is the campaign that we need to drive We need to do it ourselves we need to, in a very nice way, in a very good way, start encouraging this to others, to those around us. That, look, we all need to move in this direction. This evil Western fashion, we should have nothing to do with it. This tight footing garments and the garments that are getting narrow all the time, this is something that is not for us. We don't, we should not get anywhere close to this. So, this is something, it's not going to happen. At the press of a button, it requires some people to become the fools, in inverted commas. But these fools are going to be very honourable people in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. These fools are not going to be fools in the sight of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They'll be fools in the sight of the West. They'll be fools in the sight of those who are enslaved by the mindset of the West. Such people will regard them as fools. But then if a mad person calls somebody else mad, will he worry about it? The one incident which we mentioned previously also, one president of Pakistan, he went to visit the madhouse, he went to visit the asylum. So now when he got to the asylum, so now people are, all the mad people are there, so they saw now one person coming in, so now they are nudging one another, saying another fellow came. So he overheard it, he said, do you know who I am? I am the president of Pakistan. So the one mad fellow there, he said to him, don't worry, when we came also, we used to also say things like that. Very soon they will treat you, you will also come right, don't worry. So that mad person also thought he's genuinely, this is not the president of Pakistan, he's also another mad fellow who also just is imagining himself to be the president. Now is this mad person's, his judgment, is that something that is going to be taken seriously by anybody? If that president starts thinking that no well because this person is calling me mad then maybe something is definitely wrong with me. Then maybe something is definitely wrong with him then. Otherwise any sane person will just dismiss it. That is, this mad person is calling me mad that is a sign of his own madness. So likewise the West will call us fools. And people whose minds have been brainwashed by the West. And people whose minds and hearts have been now captured by the Yahud and Nasara. So they will call us fools. But does that make us fools? Is that something that we should be concerned about in any way? That is something to totally disregard. That is something to totally be unconcerned about. We should be concerned about getting close to Allah Ta'ala, earning His pleasure, and having the closeness of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on the day of Qiyamat. In this way we will succeed in dunya, and succeed on the day of Qiyamat as well. Allah Ta'ala bless us and give us a tawfiq Allah Ta'ala keep us on the path of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and put the total disinclination, the hatred of the ways of the Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, that we don't have any inclination to their way of life, we have complete love for the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and for the life, that beautiful life that he gave us. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللَّهُمَّ لَكَ الْحَمْدُ كُلُّهُ وَلَكَ الشُّكُرُ كُلُّهُ اللَّهُمَّ لَا نُحْصِي ثَنَ جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم انى نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وعلي وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب